Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. I still am very confused. You had all break, all, all Christmas break, to go to HashtagBasketball.com. You still haven't done it, even, even if you've been listening to the show just recently. Have you not been to hashtag basketball.com? Go there, hashtag basketball.com and get the best fantasy analysis and like fantasy tools for free on the internet. Go check them out. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Michael, it's a great day. Uh, we had a nice Christmas, nice little break, and now we are back. We are back. It is Christmas time. It is going into the new year, which I think, you know, we're about a third of the way through. A lot of people for the very first time watched uh, NBA basketball. They're probably not listening to this podcast because if you're listening to this podcast, you're playing fantasy basketball, probably really into it. Um, but I thought they were great Christmas games. Sometimes those Christmas games are pretty shit um, all the way across, maybe one good game. But those three middle games yesterday were a lot of fun. I think it showed uh, a little bit of something from the contending teams. Uh, I also think it kind of showed that like this season still is wide open for who's going to, you know, who's going to take the whole thing. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like there's kind of maybe five teams, right. That are in that, that upper tier, but I don't know that any of them are like a runaway that I'm like, Oh man, nobody can catch them. Yeah, I'm not like, oh, I'm putting all my money on um, the Warriors, who, who would be probably my favorite once Clay comes back. That, that team's very good. Um, and Clay makes them even better, even if he is kind of at a 60%, even like 60%. If he's opening up the floor a little bit more and, and, and just hanging out in the corner, right? Like, you need those guys. It'd be nice if they had another guy who could do that. That's very nice. I think the Suns are also still incredibly good. Uh, the Jazz still, you know, a top defensive team in the league. And on the flip side of that, the East, wide open. The Nets still being carried by their top three. The Chicago Bulls, uh, fantastic. And Giannis, obviously, probably could be MVP once again this year. Yeah, Giannis, man. I, how does he, like, the two-time MVP and yet somehow, like, falls under the radar in the conversations for like who's the best player sometimes it's always crazy to me like Giannis is so so good man so good it's like he's like because he's not you know he's not flashy he doesn't have his an, an entire PR team uh around him building uh Space Jam 3 you know like there's he's Giannis he's really really damn good at basketball he's fantastic at basketball um he's ultra talented and you can see um uh, when he went out um, the Bucks are not bad overall anyway. So when, when, he, when he was out, Bobby Portis was out, you saw uh, someone we talked about before the break, before the Christmas break, DeMarcus Cousins. He came in, he played heavy minutes, did DeMarcus Cousins things. He still has it. And then once Giannis and Bobby Portis come back, right back to 15 minutes where he's completely worthless. Yeah, was that surprising to you? Because I don't, I don't know, it wasn't really very surprising to me, right? Like it was just... I mean, we've seen a couple of years now where he just hasn't been that good. Yeah, 
that's what they brought DeMarcus Cousins in to do is play, you know, 14, 15 minutes. And if that opportunity comes, he's going to turn into old school DeMarcus Cousins. But that's that's what they've signed him up to do. They need a body uh, to replace Brooke Lopez. They have one, somebody who can, a, a big who can shoot threes. And he doesn't really need to play a whole lot. And he's not going to because he just, he, he either can't stay on the court or just doesn't, like just gives up too many baskets on the defensive end for it to be worth him playing more than 15 minutes. Uh, a nice addition, in my opinion, for the Bucks uh, to solidify their bench, but not so everybody, anybody getting too excited about him as a fancy player. The only time you're going to get that out of boogie is when the entire team is injured, which as we've seen, looking around the league, you look at Orlando, you look at Cleveland, you look at Brooklyn, um, they're all decimated by COVID. This is going to be happening throughout the season. Hopefully this is kind of a, a like, um, you know, a month or two type of thing in the NBA where all these teams, it's kind of cycling its way through the NBA. Hopefully no one, nothing serious happens to any of these players. That would be the last thing we'd want. This is really a time where we, me and Tyler, we've talked about this. I don't know what advice to give people other than to pay attention because I cannot tell you who the 10 day contract guys, if they're going to come in and play a lot, if they're going to come and play a little, uh, who's going to get COVID next week. I can't tell you that. All we can do is kind of react to the news and try to find those um, bench players that might come in and get extra minutes. Yeah. The problem with it is like, it's just everything's changing so fast and these health and safety protocols, like they come and go and so quickly, you know, like a week, you know, you get a week and that's it. And so it's hard to find those guys and it's hard to find anybody that's going to have any sustained value. Yeah. And on top of that, you, maybe you find a guy's like, yes, uh, five dudes on the bulls are all, uh, you know, just the other week, we're all in health and safety protocol. Um, so yeah, okay, you know that now's the time for uh, Caruso to play a lot of minutes, or maybe you got uh, one of your boys, Alize, who just got waived from the Bulls. Maybe he was going to get a lot of minutes. Maybe you have some faith in Derek Jones Jr. And then the games get canceled for the week. Yeah, and I mean, like it's just it's it's crazy too because like you think you got, Oh, I got this guy pegged for some good minutes. And then he's out in the health and safety protocols, like an hour before the game. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Like Orlando's tons of people out. Jumbo Kiki's still playing. All right, cool. Jumbo Kiki is a great streamer. Probably a good guy to have in your roster uh, while the Orlando magic uh, are pretty decimated. And he's probably one of their only scorers uh, running around out there. Is or the Atlanta Magic going to play other games this week? Is Shamo Kiki going to go on, um, you know, COVID protocol in two days when he tests positive? So, like, it's really, really hard to suggest anyone other than if you think that person is going to play and that you think they're going to play 30 minutes tonight, stream them tonight. That's it. That's the only advice I think I can really give anybody. And we can go from team to team and kind of look for those hidden gems on, on those teams. Uh, but, you know, come, like you're saying, come an hour or two before game time, that equation might change. Yeah. And that's, that's been the most frustrating thing for me is like, I've made some pickups like in the afternoon thinking like, Oh, this guy's going to get some good minutes. And then he ends up in the health and safety protocols by the time the game rolls around. <laughs> and then you're like, Oh, oh. crap. 
there goes yeah there goes another uh waiver uh, a waiver pick that i just used for my week that means nothing um my my advice is just to kind of at the very minimum tread water right now don't give up anything uh if you can or if you're you know if you're not playing or winning as many categories per week as you normally do but you're still kind of in that playoff contention great your goal here is to tread water stay in playoff contention stay in a place where you can still maneuver uh, maybe even exploit a little bit with trades um to see if someone who is decimated by covid would make a desperation trade that that might be a good way to use this time someone uh, i saw a guy who's in a league of mine and i think he has about three healthy players total he's not going to win this week so if i if i have three healthy players total and i'm not going to win this week so be it i'm not going to make any desperation trades but this other guy he might be like fuck i like i need I, I need to move some guys. I'm willing to, I'm willing to move some of my, you know, mid tier guys just to get some bodies on the floor. The problem is though, like, I don't know. I feel like people are going to try to exploit you and then you're going to end up making a bad trade. that's going to end up hurting you down the line. Like I'd almost punt a week. If I could, if I could afford to do it. Like if I had three healthy players, I'd almost punt that week and just be like, you know what? I'm not even going to make a, a trade. That's, I mean, if it's a good trade for you and it's helping your roster, like overall, fine, do it. But I feel like someone's going to try to rip you off and you're just going to do it because you need healthy bodies. And like, that could be a huge mistake. Right. So I, I probably would just lose that week. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like I'm not doing it on purpose, obviously, but there's, you don't have any healthy players and then, you know, try to go about it next week when guys are coming back, guys are coming back faster too. And they're I'm talking about shortening the quarantine time for vaccinated players. So, um, that's something to watch too, that, that maybe the health and safety thing won't be such a big issue. I hope so. Um, and I think once those players get back, um, you know, they, but they have this variant, right. They're immune, hopefully immune to it. Uh, that means they're going to stay out of this protocol for the rest of the year. Um, so that'd be, that'd be great. I hope that is what is happening will happen. Um, and so, Right now, I think we're just going to go through this rough patch, um, and then we will see uh, a much more stable league come into January, into February, into the playoffs, uh, which is going to really, you know, that time, having stability during that time going into your fantasy playoffs is really going to matter. And then we can talk about, because we got the trade trade deadline coming up, so that's, a, that's going to be a very big deal. Um, I know players are eligible to be traded right now so like you know we're, we're seeing some rumblings we haven't seen anything uh, in, interesting or significant at, at this point uh, but the real big news that just happened was um paul george paul george sounds like he has torn um something in his elbow and he, you know i don't know if it's a shooting elbow it's ucl to- man the tommy john thing Ooh, Tommy John, that is not great. Um, there's no guarantee he returns. This is this right season. elbow for those wondering. Oh, uh, that's not great. Uh, there is no guarantee he returns this season, and he will be re-evaluated in three to four weeks. A guy who was having a top ten season, who was carrying the Clippers uh, on his back. Really bad news for the Clippers. Really bad news for Paul George. Um, Owners. So here's the, what do you do here? Here's the weird part about this injury thing, too. I'm reading this directly from NBA.com. 
and it says he'll be out up to a month, which makes it seem like a month is the maximum he's going to be out. Okay. Then it literally says he will rest and be reevaluated in three to four weeks. Then when the next steps will be decided. And UCL injuries are more common in baseball where often lead to Tommy John surgery. So this press release here has just got all kinds of craziness in it. Um, regardless, you know, I don't know that there's anything you can do with Paul George. Like you're not going to like, just cut you're not Paul get George, anything are you? For him, and right? You're not yeah. going to get anything for him. So like, I, if you're in a redraft league, I mean, I, you kind of have to keep him on an, an IR at least. But if for there's the next no, month. If you have no IR, do you just cut him? At this point, That's you probably, question. at this point, probably nobody has an IR because everyone's in on their IR at this point. So if you're treading water, if you're not, if your team is in the middle of the pack and you just need a body to come back to get starts to play right now, I'd actually say cut him because. If the outlook here is well, I would actually shop him around to idiots to see if any idiot would pull the trigger here for anything of significance that's a little bit above a waiver wire player. Because maybe there is, maybe there is somebody who's like, I'm willing to, you know, shove him on the IR, take a risk, have him sit there for the rest of the year. But man, I if you're in a redraft league, uh, do you wait for that? Do you wait that three to four weeks, especially in this particular time where all these different dudes are sitting? Do you wait the three to four weeks to hear the news to see if he's not coming back at all? He is that good to, to give him the benefit of the to allow him to have that three or four weeks. He is he's, that good. He's 10th right now in eight category rankings. So he is that good. The this is such a tough one though, because you could be waiting for nothing, right? And even if he does play, what is Paul George with a torn shooting ACL or UCL? I'm sorry. Like, what's that going to look like? Can he make shots with a torn elbow? Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, and I mean, how, yeah, how good? How good is this guy going to be coming back? Well, but but look at his shooting numbers so far this year. Like, maybe this has been an issue for a long time, man. Like, he's shooting forty-two percent and twenty-three percent from or thirty-two percent from three. Like, he's not exactly his numbers are fantastic, but like he's not exactly shooting great as it is. No. So can he still put up 25 a night playing on a torn? And here's my other question. Does Kawhi Leonard's decision play into his decision? Yeah, that's a good point as well. And maybe vice versa, right? Like maybe if Kawhi is kind of going, hey, man, I, I'm not going to make it back this year, then maybe Paul George has the surgery and sits it out. Yeah, if Paul George is gone, then why would Kawhi come back? If because like chances are they're not even going to be in the playoffs, I mean, they might sneak into that. I don't know, man. Game. Can you say that? Like the team in the play-in in tenth right now is thirteen and eighteen, and it's the Spurs, and the Timberwolves are also in the play-in. Like well, I like the Spurs and I like the Timberwolves. Uh, I, I know, they're know not, I know they're not good, but I like players on their team. At this point, for the Clippers, I don't like anybody on their team, and they have a lot of. There's a lot of time. <laughs> for them to slip down all i oh, mean yeah. there's a lot of time for them to slip down below the in below the kings oh for sure and like the thing that they don't have like they have some players that i like but they don't really have a scorer and you can't rely on reggie jackson or eric Bledsoe to be that 
you know, kind of 20 point per game scorer because that's just overtaxing them. And, and both of those players have shown that in that role, they always seem to get injured. Right. So like, I don't know how you score the, we talk about this all the time. You got to score the 108 points a night. Yep. I'm not Somebody's sure how the Clippers do, do it with this roster. Like, I'm just not sure. Uh, I'm not sure either. And I think what it does do is open up some, well, it opens up a lot of shots, right? It opens up a ton of shots and it opens up at the very least um, pot- potentially a, um, a shift in philosophy from this, from this front office to say, all right, let's see what we got with the kids. Um, and there's actually a couple of kids on this team that I do kind of like Terrence Mann, um, who has been, um, dude, that guy's a baller. I yeah, love watching he, that guy. Yeah. He's just a baller. Like he's one of those guys who like may his stats may not always stand out and he may not be the best fantasy option, even when Paul George is hurt, but there's some about that guy, man. Like he just competes really hard and, and you got to love and respect that. Like I, like I watched the Clippers and I'm like, man, I, I have this guy on my team every day. Yeah. And what I'd like, it would be nice to see like this guy, he, he can really, I mean, he can put it together. Like he, he's had a couple of de- very decent games, good rebounds, uh, assists are not zero, right? He can score, he can hit threes. Uh, if he becomes the focal point of this offense, even if he is shooting kind of a bad percentage, does he, he's averaging only uh, this season, only eight shots a game. That's been bumped up to nine lately, even with Paul George uh, around. If that bumps up to 13, 14, you know, is this a guy who goes from a fringe waiver wire player to uh, a starter in, in, my, in a redraft league, a standard here, league? Here's the thing, though. There's no real steals and there's no real blocks. And so, like, what, like, how high can he really jump up? Yeah. I think his ceiling is definitely that plateau area but does he solidify himself as a plateau player someone who should be on a roster uh if he's going to be able to score and get rebounds and uh, get the you know okay amount of assists i would think so i mean like the question becomes like who's taking these shots right yeah who's gonna do it and like i'm not looking around going like okay well they're not gonna feed zubak like 15 shots a game like it's just not possible and Batum's never been a scorer, right? Like, yeah. So is it is it Reggie? Is it Bledsoe? Serge Ibaka start playing twenty six minutes a game. And well, Serge Ibaka's back, man. Is I I don't even know. I don't know about that. Serge Ibaka's back is not good, so I don't know that he's going to play a lot more. Yeah, and I don't know if I care if Luke Kennard plays like forty minutes a game. You know what I mean? Like that he's also a good scorer, right? Like he hits threes, and then he just doesn't do anything else. Uh, Luke Kennard may be one of those guys that like, if he could average like 17 points a game, he would like bear, he would be a streamer still in fantasy. Yeah. The dude gives you like no rebounds, no assists, no steals, no block. And the only guy that I'm actually like, I'm at, very interested in is Isaiah Harlstein. He's been Har- good. But the problem is like He's not- with that, with that three man big lineup with a bucket in there, like, how many minutes can Hartenstein actually play? Because you're not going to play a Baca Hartenstein or a Baca Zubak or no. a Baca. Right? You're not going to play like two. Like they're all three centers. So it's hard to get Hartenstein enough minutes to like be something. He can't get in. But if they do kind of switch into this mode where like, all right, let's lose. Let's get out of it. 
you know, and I think that might take a while. I might it might take a while for them to switch into this mode. It's, so we might be looking about someone like you know. It's going to take a while for this fact, and this was kind of yeah, my point about like it, February, March, because they're they're four, they're three and a half. No, they're four and a half games up on the tenth seeded Spurs, and the Spurs are thirteen and eighteen. So it's not like the Spurs are going to go on this crazy winning streak. I don't think like they're going to be. No, in fact, around. Dejounte Murray just went into COVID protocols. So we're going to talk about that too, but yeah, you're, right. you're, That's, you're right. They could tread water and still be in the play. Well, and, and maybe they're, they're not just like in the play but like maybe they fall out, but it's going to take them a long time is my point. Like, even if they're playing really bad, like if the Spurs are playing below 500 basketball too, they're not really going to catch up to the Clippers that fast. Yeah. And I mean, I like Hardenstein's a lot, uh, stats, especially per 36. They just look great. Like he's a, a incredible shot blocker in, in limited minutes. He can get you almost a steal in those limited minutes. So you're, you're talking about a guy, if he can play and, you know, stay on the court, always important, not, not fouling out. Uh, he definitely, he definitely got six personal fouls in 13 minutes in one game. Uh, but if he could be on the court for 30 straight minutes, a game, this is like a, you know, a top 60 fancy players, top 75, uh, probably top 60 with the blocks. Yeah. I mean, he's been really good. Yeah. I'll keep an eye on him. I hope they kind of pivot in that direction because I don't see anywhere to go, but down. Um, I just don't, I don't know where they go. And I like Harlson the most out of all the fantasy players there. Like man is a guy who's going to get more minutes uh, immediately and get more offense immediately. And then Luke Kennard's probably just going to do Luke Kennard stuff, but at the level you want him to, instead of, um, you know, being below a streamer, but none of those guys like, pop off without uh, just Isaiah with minutes. That'd be it. All, that'd be the only guy who's going to pop off here. Cause I don't think Eric Bledsoe or, or Jackson are going to carry this team. Maybe. I no. mean, is Eric Bledsoe secretly the best player on this team now? No. And this, so this is my, this is my other worry about this team is you go trying to make Eric Bledsoe or Reggie Jackson for that matter, who's also in the health and safety protocols right now. So that's worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Um, the number one option, like, do both of them get hurt? Because we've seen in the past, like, when they have to take on big workloads, it's one reason why they've been kind of trying to limit the minutes of both guys in recent years, right? Is like when those guys play a lot of minutes, they seem to go down. And so, the Clippers are between that, the rock and the hard place here, right? Like, I mean, Blitzo this year has been playing 26 and a half minutes per game. Yeah. You're going to have to you're going to have to play him more if you want to win. But again, we've seen when he's playing 30, 35 minutes a game, he always seems to get hurt. And a lot of times it's a fairly big injury. So I I don't know. I'm I'm just, I don't think you can expect much more from Bledsoe or Reggie Jackson, just because their bodies can't handle it. I guess is my point. Yeah. I think that's pretty fair. Let's go uh, talk about the Jante Murray is going to be out for a week. Uh, I'm glad it's not any longer than that because I have been riding that DeJounte Murray uh, wagon. One of my, uh, one of my players that I, we, I wanted to target, you wanted to target going into the season as well. I think it's a little bit higher than DeJounte and he's out of his mind right now, uh, continuing to put down great numbers. That's going to be a huge hit for the Spurs. Uh, that means facilitation numbers and shots to go around here. Is this Devin Vassell's time to shine? I don't know. 
so Popovich has been latest for me, one of those guys that's really, really hard to figure out in recent years. Like every time I'm like, all right, he's got to, he's got to give it to this person. Impossible like, to figure out. <laughs> right. He always kind of throws me for a loop. So I'm not going to say that it is, but I, I mean, he has been so good in such limited minutes this year that I'm hoping Devin Vassell um, kind of gets to play 32 minutes a game just to see what he can do. Yeah, I think it's one of those where it's like, I'm not going to go pick up Devin Vassell right now because I know Pop is a weirdo and he could just suddenly go in on Lonnie Walker. He could uh, randomly bring some uh, person up from the G League and play that person for all I know. Like he is definitely, um, I think there's a method to his madness, but it is madness and it's not predictable. And instead... I'm going to see what he does with Devin Vassell coming up here in their next game. If I see Devin Vassell starting, or if I see Devin Vassell even not, not starting, but getting 29, 30 minutes, I would be putting him on a roster. Oh, for sure. So I think that's the guy to look for there um, in San Antonio. Uh, Derek White probably going to take up a lot of the, um, a lot of the ball handling here, don't you think? You'd have to think so, but again, like, is Popovich going to actually give him a ton of minutes? Maybe. Maybe, maybe not, right? I've seen him in the past, like, Popovich is not a guy that likes to hand out a crazy, crazy workload. Um, now, Derek White's playing 31 minutes a game so far this year, so does he get up to 32, 33, potentially? He's averaging five assists a game. I think we see that tick up a little bit. Um, probably like five and a half, six range, but I don't, I'm not expecting anything too, too crazy. That's fair. Um, looking around the rest of the league, tons of, I mean, once again, tons of health and safety protocols all over Detroit, Cleveland, Boston, uh, Atlanta. We could talk at nauseum about all of those uh, players, but I want to talk about a guy who has been, uh, who immediately went into health and safety protocol and should be out of health and safety protocol early next week. Uh, his name is Kyrie Irving, who has not played one game this season. But since Brooklyn is so decimated due to uh, COVID, uh, have considered and uh, agreed to bring him back for games where he is not playing within the city of uh, New York or any other state that require. Well, actually, if you're an away person in LA, I think you can play. It's kind of weird. That's a pretty stupid rule. But um, so the only other one I believe, and don't quote me on this, but the only one that I believe will be Toronto because you can't travel across. You can't the actually border. get to Toronto. Yeah, yeah, you cannot travel internationally. As someone who took a break and traveled internationally, uh, yeah, you, you, you. I think you can take a test, but I don't think you can travel to Canada uh, specifically uh, without being vaccinated. Um, but you have to quarantine for two weeks, so obviously, it just doesn't work out if you're. Yeah, you would have to go two just... weeks before the game. Doesn't make any <laughs> right. sense. Yeah, pretty doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, is Kyrie so? First off, is Kyrie Irving, Irving worth picking up if he's on the waiver wire? And now, this well, go ahead, a, let's start there. Let's start there. This is a problem. Like it's, <laughs> there's no good answer to this question, and and I'll explain why. Kyrie Irving, in a per game sense, is what one of the top. 10 players in fantasy yeah. one of the top 15 e easily like, it easily could be top 10 every year um, period right like he's 
the rarest blend of great percentages, a great score, good rebounds from a point guard. And specifically assists, if he's going to play on a decimated uh, Nets team where he's going to be the guy. Right. And I mean, like, so Irving offers everything you want in fantasy. Now you're telling me he can max play. I mean, how many games at this point? Like, what is even the number at this point? Like maximum, if he played in every single road game, what could he play? Like, I mean, we're already a, a good bit into the season here. Well, yeah, let's, and, I mean, we can just look at week 11 as we look forward to week 11. There's three games, one's in LA and the two are at home. And then Monday game next week's at home too. So he's playing one game in the next week and a half. Right. And so I don't understand. I don't think you can pit unless, and the weird part is he's not going to be able to be on the IR, right? Cause he's not hurt. He's going to stay on the active roster. I'm assuming for the games where he can't play. I guess. And so like, I don't. Next week, you play in, next week he would play in one game at Indiana. It's what I mean. If you can't put him on the IR, like for the games he's going to miss and pick up somebody else, I don't really see how you can hold him on your roster playing one to two games a week. But that I would have to agree with because, all right, he's going to give you a top. If you're in a roto league, this might have a, you might have a, maybe a different, maybe a different view of this in a roto league, right? Cause you could spot start him in those away games and get yourself a, a top 10 player, um, especially if you can get Kyrie Irving for, for nothing. Um, or if he's just been sitting around in your IR the whole year, at least you got, you know, you're going to get some value out of him, Right. But if you're in a, re- a redraft league, you're wasting a roster, a com- full roster spot on a guy who's playing one game a week, maybe two games a week, even if that is, um, a top 10 performance, um, where he's giving you like the stats of like two guys, just pick any guy off the waiver wire who's playing three games or four games and you got a better player. Yeah. Right. And it just becomes like a, a raw math thing, right? Yeah. Like if, even if he's playing two games, right. You get six assists a game. That's 12 assists. Well, if you got someone who plays four games, who gets three assists a game, that's 12 assists. Right. And so it's going to be really hard. And one game, I mean, like it's impossible, right? Like, Anyway, even someone playing three times, right? Oh, okay. You need two assists. You need three quarters of a steal and you need what, what is, what does math work out to like 10 points and yeah. you have a better player than Kyrie playing one game immediately. So if you're in a head to head league, I just don't think it's worth it. You might want to trade him if you have him to see if you can get some value, especially after he comes back, he plays one game. Maybe you get the stats from that game and go, man, look y'all Kyrie is back. He's going to be great get rid of him because uh, I'm looking ahead at the schedule week 14 though. He is four away games. So he's getting all four games away in week 14. So like, that's literally the exception to the rule here. Every other week is going to be by one game. If not two, I guess uh, there's there's going to be weeks where he doesn't play at all. Yeah, absolutely. Because every game will be on the road. I'm assuming. I mean, I don't, I don't know that, but I'm assuming. Yeah. Like, so, um, I don't know. It's just so, it's so hard to. Do you want to play that game, right? Like, do you really want to play that game? Is it, is it worth it to have a roster spot? Well, and here's the other thing, like only if you're giving up nothing for it, right? Like only if you're giving up some bad player, but even then you're like, what you're saying, you're taking up a roster spot. But I, I got to say this too. At some point, this situation has to come to a head, right? Like the playoffs are going to be 
getting closer. And it doesn't look like this vaccine mandate in New York City is going away. No, it's not. Not at all. In fact, there will be more mandates in other cities. Well, and you can't have a part-time player in the playoffs. So either one of the two things is going to happen. I think either Kyrie eventually is going to get vaccinated or Brooklyn's going to eventually have to get tell him rid of to him go somehow. Home. Yeah. Right. Whether they tell him to go home or they trade him to somebody else at the deadline. Like the, it's just not tenable to have, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, you're going to play in half the playoff games. Like I just don't see that happening. It's not gonna, it's not going to happen. So it, you're right. It is going to have to come to a head. Um, which is why they started out the season saying, you're not playing. We're not going to allow you to play because you're hurting the team by just being here half the time. So we'd rather you just not be here at all. And that was their decision. The only reason they're coming back on this decision is because their team, they're going to lose games because everybody's out. Uh, even though Harden kind of carried them to a win there the other night. Um, so I, I, th- I think the only way I have Kyrie Irving on the roster is if I can, one, get him for free. Or two, get him for one of the bottom players on my team, and I'm in a roto league. Oh, yeah. I I think it has to be a roto league. Like, in a head-to-head league, I don't want Kyrie, unless I can just, like, stream him off the waiver wire and then drop him and then stream him and then drop him. Because, like, I just don't see how he – unless you can somehow get your league to agree that when he's not playing, he can be put on the IR. Then maybe I'm more interested. Yeah, maybe a little more interesting. But if he's got to eat up a roster spot to play, I mean, what is it? What are we down to now, right? I mean, they've already played 31 games. So, I mean, just simple math would tell you, right, that they've got 51 left. He's probably going to play half of those, 26 games of Kyrie at this point. That's it. That's all you're going to get. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like I could have – stream that spot and be way better off or I could have, I don't know, name me a guy who's just outside the top 100. Like I'd probably rather have that playing potentially all the games. <laughs> Give me yeah. Norman Powell playing all the games over Kyrie playing in only the away games. Yeah. Same here. Absolutely. So if you're head to head league, I'm sorry. It's just, you probably need to sell him for 50 cents on the dollar. If you have him or just ignore it, that he exists. Because now, see, now, now, if you had him and you sat him on your IR, I'm assuming, um, I would actually probably sell him now before people realize like before it fully clicks in that he's only going to play 20 games. Yes. Like let him get that one really good game. and Let somebody get excited about it. Go try to get Vooch for him. Go try to get yeah. Yusuf Nurkic for him. Go try to yeah. get Bam get out of bio. Who's get any top him. 50 player for him, really. Right. Like, go out and get somebody who can help you win, right? Like, get Mike Conley. Oh, man, Kyrie's way better than Mike Conley. Not not this year. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But I'm going to pitch that to the other Not guy a lot of years, by the way, as healthy as Mike. Actually, Mike Conley goes off and on that IR as well. But I mean, anybody like any of those guys, I'd be trying to 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 dump Kyrie, Clint Capella. Give me Clint Capella over Kyrie. Yeah. Why not? Um, looking ahead to Week Eleven, we finally have a regular week. Uh, obviously, last week with Christmas, everybody uh, dumped their games. You got a ton of games on Thursday. 
uh, and we, we had to, uh, it was probably, it was really hard to stream last week, but this week, kind of a normal week. You got your light, uh, your light Thursday, but every day there are plenty of games. I think if you, uh, depending on what your roster looks like, you can find someone else to slide in uh, to your streaming for week 11. Cannot believe we're already at week 11, Tyler. Um, it's insane, isn't it? It is insane. All-star voting's already happening. Yeah. We know yeah, that will be decided yeah. and it will be the all-star break. It's been a wild season. Yeah. It's been a wild month. It's been a wild well, a couple of years. Well, um, I'm going to have to ask you this next time, Tyler, uh, what your all-stars are. So think about it. I want I'd like you to think about it. I already know who my all-stars are. It's very easy. They're all Chicago Bulls. These they're all the Chicago Bulls for the, for the starters for the East, and they're all Chicago Bulls for the uh, starters in the West, too. So it's very <laughs> simple. I'm voting for only Chicago Bulls. Uh, fair enough. So this week, you do, you want to take Pistons, Pelicans, and Sixers out of your lineups. Two games. Two games. Can't really do it. Maybe, you know, you can do like Joel Embiid. Sure, that's fine. Um, other than that, I don't know that I would play anyone from those three teams. No, not in a weak lock team. I don't think I would. Right? Um, so there's, that's what we're saying. Most of the teams play four times. There's some good streamers. If you work at it hard enough, I don't even know that it helps anyone if we say – the streamers that we would pick up because the health and safety protocols could ruin that. Yeah. Well, Who knows? 30 seconds from now. There's a couple um, guys that I've been, you know, streaming pretty regularly. Otto Porter being one of them uh, seemed to be getting a good rate of return on him and Gary Payton. Uh, I was in fact uh, holding my nose and, and, and streaming Grayson Allen, but now that uh, um, we have what, what's his, what's his name? He's uh, just came back. DiVincenzo. Yeah. Dante DiVincenzo. Dante yes, DiVincenzo. Now that he's back, I'm not sure if I want to stream Gerson Allen next this week. Probably not. Probably not. Um, I just feel like things are changing so fast that I don't even want to to say who I'm streaming. But I will say this: I am much more now. If it's a weekly lock league, that's different, obviously, because if it's a week of lock league, there's not much you can do, right? Like one, once Monday hits and it's, it's over. And so if the person goes now and save protocols, you're just out. You're I am much more short-term focused right now for my pickups. Like I'm, I'm literally waiting as late as I possibly can. Like yeah. I'm making pickups in some cases at like six fifty. So we kind of know, like, and seven. we kind of know like, uh, Cats out right now in Minnesota. We don't know if the rest of that team suddenly, you know, Jared Vanderbilt, uh, Carantini Towns, uh, they're both out. Um, I think, Jared, yeah, for safety protocols, uh, we don't. Uh, and then I guess D'Angelo as well. We don't know if in two days it was Mal- Malik Bleasley, Jane McDaniels, uh, Nazi Reed, all guys who I'm definitely going to stream this week. I don't know if in two days they're going to be in safety protocols as well because this is such a contagious thing. Um, they could easily well, and, be before the next game. Well, let me ask you this though: for guys playing four times, that maybe went in the health and safety protocols last week, are you gambling putting any of them in your lineup this week if it's a weekly lock? Mm. And, and I don't. Then I don't have a choice. That I don't right? know that are coming back. Yeah, because you don't know. Like if, some guys have missed a little less than a week. Some guys have missed like five, six days. Other guys have missed a long time. If you're, I mean, I if you're at that, 
if you're near, if you're close to that 10 day mark of being out, um, like if you're going to hit that 10 day mark Monday or Tuesday and you're a top 50, 60 player, I'm going to put you in my roster. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Cause I can't um, get rid of you anyway. Right. Um, I also feel like too, that like, I don't, personally have a weekly lock league this season but if you do like there's some of my teams where if i had to like lock in an entire lineup for the week there would have to be a person or two in the health and safety protocols in it just i have so many that yeah everybody you know what i mean i have more than three bench players that are the health and safety protocols on some teams so um I guess you would have to play it kind of by who you think is coming back soonest. And the easiest way to do that would be who went on, who went on first. Right. Um, Because you just never know. Uh, The the rule is 10 days or two negative tests within 24 hours, consecutive negative tests within 24 hours. Um, That could change obviously this week too, because well, Mm -hmm. at some point we're getting to the point where, we can't have everybody out in the health and safety protocols. And we may be getting closer to that. Yeah. Half the league is out at this point. Um, Hopefully this is like I was saying a temporary thing where this is uh, running through the entire league as it is uh, highly contagious. So um, runs through the league. Nobody gets uh, seriously uh, injured or has any health problems from this and the nba gets through this that would be ideal we can get back to a very uh, a little bit more of a normal nba season um all you listeners out there stay healthy um stay safe um Ooh, absolutely i got one i got one rap question for you rap rap question you ready for this okay let me hear it has anyone maybe they've been signed to a short-term deal maybe they have just uh, gotten an increased opportunity because of this health and safety protocol uh, outbreak contagion. I don't know what the word is. Um, has anyone that hasn't really been playing that much that is now playing some caught your eye, Mike, anybody you're kind of going, Oh, this might be a keeper here. Mm, I don't know. Not, not anybody off those like 10 day contracts. Uh, by any oh come means. on, Lance Stevens is back in the league, Mike. I know how much you like him, but I mean, this guy's been playing, I think, pretty decently for a while. Um, and I don't know how long it will last, right? But Max Struss in Miami over the last you know week or two has put some pretty crazy lines out there. I mean, just pure scoring, right? He's just a, a absolute pure scorer. He's not like getting you blocks or anything like that, but he's shooting lights out. He's hitting a lot of threes. He's getting points. And that's nice to pull off of a waiver wire anytime. Yeah, for sure. And here's the other thing that the, that the listeners got to realize. Like if you got Carl Anthony Towns and the health and safety protocols, you're probably not pulling someone who can do what Carl Anthony Towns can do off the waiver wire, no matter who you pick up, right? So you kind of got to pick and choose stats. And I think this, you know, this the Max Struess thing is a good example of that, right? Like maybe you're going to go for points, points and threes. Those are two easy ones to go for, right? You just go for points and threes. You go for someone like Max Struess, 32 and eight threes he had, 24 and four threes, 18 yeah. and four threes, go in on five threes. Go in on trying to get five and four, four and five. Just go all right. in on it. Um, right. find out and, what's on your waiver wire and hit it. And I know seems like Jimmy Butler is going to be back either Sunday uh, or, or early next week. So uh, Max might not be long for those minutes, but 
Um, there's still room for him on that team. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, hilariously, Chumba Okiki, my example from Orlando earlier, he is on COVID protocols, and it looks like <laughs> Dre, Draymond and John Collins have both entered COVID protocols uh, today as well, including Lonzo, Dylan Brooks, DeAnthony Melton. Uh, let's see who else is here. I'm just uh, finding all of the good ones. Yeah, that's, those are all like those are all really like good opportunities to go look at that team and say who's going to start and by the time those games come, the next group of people might have been in health and safety protocols. Like I said, I just can't, we can't give any, we can't really give any hard pickups here because they're all, if someone's already been out of health and safety protocols, that's the guy you want to pick up. Maybe you should start making a list, Mike. You can make millions off this. Has already entered and exited yeah. the health and safety protocols. Yep. Darren Fox is coming back. So he's he's already been in protocols. He's out. All the Bulls have been in health and safety protocols, and they're out. So they're going to be cool, except for Lonzo, apparently, who uh, helped carry the team, and now he's in uh, health and safety protocols. So this is, this is wild, man. It's going to be a bad few weeks. Yeah, and they're continuing to test pretty hard for through the new year. So expect it to keep coming. I think it's yep. till the eighth, but it might, it might not be till the fourth. Um, so yeah, it's not stopping anytime soon. And um, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's, it sucks, Yeah. but hopefully, you know, we get through it and that trade season's coming up, which will be um, fun. It'll, it'll inject some life back into it, hopefully. And, um, I think we're gearing up for a really fun playoff run if we can keep the COVID out of it. Absolutely. And I think if this, um, you know, fingers crossed, this will go through now and we're going to have ourselves a very fun uh, entry into all-star season um, and into the playoffs, which that's the real key. And right now is, is kind of like, it's not the beginning of the year where everything's kind of up and down and it's not the end of the year where everything's critical. We're kind of in the middle of the year, the, the middle third of the year, where getting your team ready for the playoffs is the key. Keeping your team in playoff contention is the key. Uh, and I think right now with everything so uh, up in the air, right, just staying above water is all you can do. Uh, wait out the storm, and then we will uh, pick it up as we move into that all-star uh, season, with, uh, which is always the crazy season when guys start coming out of the woodwork uh, all these teams start tanking. It's not going to be that crazy in, though play this well. year because we've already seen it. That's true. We've already seen some of these players. So, uh, you know, pay attention now for later in the season when those guys come in and start playing more minutes. It's going to be wild, Michael. I look forward to it. I look forward to just a fun closeout to the season um, to see which of these teams are real, which teams fall back to earth, which teams actually start playing like we expected them to play some of these underperforming teams. Um, it's going to be fun. There's always the huge questions, right? The Sixers are 16 and 16. Do they actually trade Ben Simmons? Um, there's a lot of fun stuff to look forward to. So still waiting on that Ben Simmons to, uh, to appear. I saw the funniest, uh, tweet the other, uh, just today, uh, clutch sports, uh, tweeted out, uh, uh, retweet this tweet to vote for Ben Simmons for the all-star game. Dude, maybe we should start this campaign, Michael. We can get Ben Simmons in the All-Star game when he hasn't played a game. <laughs> yeah. I would be I would be livid, absolutely livid, as um, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine should be starting in the All-Star game. So, um, not going to happen. Not going to happen in the East. Maybe he can, he can get traded to the West, and then I'm in. 
then I then I think that would be funny. <laughs> Dude, it, Michael, it can't be the whole Bulls starting five in the All Star game. Easily, I don't know how it can't be. They're all All Stars. Have you seen this team? They're very good. <laughs> They're All Stars in your heart, and that's all that matters, right? That is that is all that matters. I've seen some real real dumb votes out there, but that Ben Simmons vote take took the cake. Well, didn't Caruso like almost make it? <laughs> like last I hope year? so. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. talking about last year when he was with uh, the Lakers. I, I hope he makes it this year. <laughs> Um, yeah, the voting, the voting is, is supposed to be fun. I don't take any of that too seriously. Like if you want to vote for insert player here who barely plays because you really like him, Hey, that's, do that's it. your, that's your choice. Yeah. Um, if you can get enough people to do it and then he can play in the all-star game. As far as I'm concerned, like the whole all-star thing is a little bit, it's just supposed to be for fun. And I think people lose sight of that, right? Like it's not, I mean, I get that like the players tied that to their contracts and they can make more money by being uh you know, an all-star and all that. And, but at the end of the day, like it's supposed to be a weekend that's fun for fans. So well, you know, if, if you want your favorite silly, player, vote for your favorite player. I'm yeah. all for it. If one still silly starter gets in there, um, I don't think that's really going to well, affect the rest it, of the team. It's really mm-hmm. hard for it to happen now too, because they let the media get half the vote, I believe for the starters. So like, yeah, they get- want to cut back on, uh, I think I think Yao Ming would still be in the All Star game if right. uh, if it was just a fan vote, right? And so um, it is what it is, and and I don't know. I'm looking forward to the All Star weekend in Cleveland, 75th anniversary. So they got a lot of fun stuff planned. Um, it should be fun. Yeah. Minus Cleveland, it's going to be a great time. Um, <laughs> like but- we know you're headed out to Cleveland for the All Star game. Don't lie. Nope. Don't lie to the people. Nobody's taking their family on vacation to Cleveland, but my because my vacations are over. We are back. We're going to be back into the swing of things. If you have anything you want us to talk about coming into the new year, just let us know. You can find me on Twitter at Watch the Boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts on Twitter as well. Hit us up in the DMs or hit us up. Just tweet at us. We're, we're around. We have phones uh, with Twitter on them, so we can uh, interact with our listeners, I want to thank you guys for listening uh, throughout the year and continuing to listen. You guys are the best. Uh, we really appreciate you. But if you want to appreciate us, hit us up on the Patreon, patreon.com slash watching the boxes or twitch.tv slash watching the boxes if you want to subscribe there. Some not figured out what to do with that. I really need to figure that out. I don't know what to do, Tyler. Well, we're going to have to have a, a we're going to have to have a podcast meeting on that one at some point if i would ever um stay um in the country for more than a month so i probably gonna have to here with uh, all the uh, nonsense going on in the world i think that's it tyler do you have anything else you want to plug or anything uh, you're looking forward to this week uh no man that's it let's hope for some some better health and some better some just fun basketball it's all we can ever hope for that is absolutely true I think that's it for uh, week 11. We're already here. We're in the middle third. We're in the the doldrums of the season. That doesn't mean uh, there's not a lot to figure out, especially with all this nonsense. And we're going to be here to help you figure that out. But next time is when we're going to have to see you. See you next time, y'all. Stay safe.